Hi guys and welcome to Prissy Missy Cow Session. It's your host Prissy. Hi, gorgeous. Oh, hey, boo. You looking cute. Got the nails. Got the... Oh, fine. You Thanks, fine honey. Nails. I was trying to get my nails done, but you know, I didn't have time once again. Oh, it's okay. It's you said it's better. okay. Because your nails look horrible anyways. They're oh, okay. thank you, Sadie. Thanks, boo. Always gay, black, and Sadie black. Always always says, always if Sadie always says gay, black, and black, I just know he's doing really well. I don't even need to get... I don't even need to ask him <laughs> anything else. I'm like, okay... Life is good. All right, let's just get to the next conversation. I love it. So you were here last week when we um, we had this crazy live last week. We had this crazy show last week. We had a guest on here. His name is Darren, and he's part of a show called Eidos. Um, and mm -hmm. Eidos is um, American descent of slavery. Um, mm -hmm. So their lineage is um, from their ancestors who were brought here as slaves. And in that, you know, with Eidos, they don't believe that me as a black immigrant, a child of an immigrant, is actually black. So, yes. um, which was just like crazy to me because I was like, damn, if anything, I'm Girl. dark as hell. I am dark <laughs> as hell. I, last you are crispy. Time, I was like, you yeah, you can't even confuse chicken, me. Okay. Okay. And he also, he also mentioned that um, not only was the fact that I wasn't black, um, it's also the fact that Africans are taking opportunities away from African African Americans, is going out and for the they I'm are sorry. getting I all the shitty jobs and just like crazy things like that. And that white people are able to tell the difference between uh, Africans and I guess African Americans because we're not black. So we have JJ here today. JJ came on last week. I mean, it was a really intense show. We had so many people just join and have so many things to say. And mm -hmm. you are an African-American. So, I mean, this is why this is perfect to have you on the show today. Um, because... Oh, am I really African-American now? Because according to Ados, oh, because yeah, my mother wasn't a crackhead. Um, and she wasn't struggling that hard. Like, yeah. apparently I'm an African-American. But um, I don't know. I digress. You tell me. So apparently you're not African American either because your family were not like he said he gave examples that if your family wasn't like crackheads or like you know they didn't go to school or like they were you know they just were they weren't in jail they didn't have a criminal uh -huh. record you can't really identify with what the the struggle of being a black person is in order mm -hmm. to have that black experience you have to go through like I guess a stereotypical um, thinking of what other cultures do think, you know, other cultures do believe that black people should be in jail. They do think that all black people or somebody, you know, has been in jail. They, they do think sometimes you crack heads, you don't go to school and things like that. So Eidos believe that if you have not had any of those in your life, baby, or somebody, you know, in your lineage has not had that experience, baby, you're not black. But how Apparently. do you feel about reparations? Like, what does reparations mean to you? <clears throat> okay. So, like, you know that I always have to come with the facts, and I have to do my research, and I have to look into things. And so there was a lot of things, like, after we had our conversation that I discovered that I thought was, like, really funny. And I have to take notes on, like, my computer, so excuse me if I'm reading. But, like, I always have to come correct because I never like to be corrected by anybody. So, like, let's get into it. So there's a couple of things that I always find, like, really crazy. And the first thing that I found... You know their leader, whose name is, like, Yvette Carnell. Yeah. She's, like, one of their leaders on, like, their board or whatever. But she's also a part of, apparently, a fake progressive organization. And it's called the Immigration Reform. And they also mm -hmm. were aiding in, like, the whole, what was it called? Oh, God. 
it was like this whole reform for like white supremacy and like you this eugenics reporter named John Tanton. And if you know okay. John Tanton, you know John Tanton is a white supremacist who's also a white nationalist and an anti-immigration activist. Yes, I read that about them. So, which is super, super crazy to me. Like, if you're all like, oh, like, we want these people to join our movement, and like, you right. can be an aider, but we don't want you to be a part of the reparations part, which is something that Darren said last week, then that's actually something that's super crazy to me. Like, what? Like, how does that make sense? If you and want people that are not of African-American descent, supposedly, to be a part of the movement, but they can't get any part of the reparations, like, make it make sense to me. It's not making sense. And you know what's interesting about that? Because I have read about that. And it's so interesting because I had so many questions last week. But Darren was getting real aggressive with me. And, you know, the, the only thing he really gave me that he wanted was reparations. And we didn't really get much out of it from Darren. Um, but it was interesting because I actually spent a couple days. Um, as you guys know, there's this new thing called Clubhouse. And I actually was in a group with Ados members and Yvette Cornell. And I was like, I'm going to stay in here for as long as possible, as long as I can to, you know, kind of see if the things that Darren said aligned with Adol's. Because when Darren came back in here, he tried to politically correct himself um, after you guys had come on here and was like, dude, like, you need to work for the stuff that you want, you know, like, respect me, give me my respect. I'm not looking for reparations. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want something totally. in this life, you got to work for that shit. And it's funny that you say that because Yvette Cornell said that if Africans want to be part of the movement, and she said she does want us to be a part of the movement, then we need mm -hmm. to join them so that they will help us with um, immigration reform for Black immigrants. And I just find that so interesting because it's like, you guys are not even thinking about us. And for me, it's like, you guys aren't really doing for yourself. So if you're not doing for yourself, how can you do for me, for someone who's not even in this country that's trying to get into this country? You know Agreed. what I'm saying? And why, yeah. are you trying to trick, why are you trying to trick Black immigrants to join this movement when the movement has been made, made very clear that it's us versus y'all? And Yvette Cornell was very, like, she made that very clear. It's a us versus y'all thing. Um, mm -hmm. She actually got into it. She said that the reason, so if you guys know, she got into it with this lady named Joy Reid. Uh, she's a yep. Black immigrant as well. She works on MSNBC as a commentator um as a news host and they got into it. Yeah, she comes it. for people. She starts people. She down, came for honey. people too. And Joy Reed, she said Joy Reed came for her. So Joy Reed did come for them because Joy Reed was like, How dare you tell me that my black is not black just because I'm African? Like I would be pissed off too. You know what I'm saying? So Joy Reed said exactly. that they're all bots. <laughs> she said they were all bots and they just had nothing better to do. You know what I'm saying? But for you to sit there and try to um play me for who i am because you know because of my experience like that's stupid like everything you're saying is just ass backwards so the funny part about that then that she actually said that and it's super crazy was the fact that if you look at like when the presidential election was happening mm -hmm. and you look at the trending and like the engagement on twitter and everywhere else when you look at it, the hashtag ADOS increased about three times for election. Size matter. And everything else was like super out there. They were like posting like all this information, making sure that the information was getting out there to the masses. And so during that time, we saw a lot of bots and a lot of people out there spreading fake information. And it's been a lot of accusations out there that a lot of like voter suppression in the black community was happening by people using the hashtag ADOS. Because if you know ADOS, 
as you can clearly see from like the things that we're saying, is a part of the division of the African-American community because they're not seeking to join us as rather than to divide us and say, hey, I'm better than you and this is why I'm better than you and this is why you can't be a part of my movement, but I want you to support it, but you totally right. can't be a part of it. And so the crazy part to me is they come with some facts, but you know how like facts are facts, but then you can taint facts to push your agenda forward, which yeah. is what a lot of people do in the political world. Like you take the facts that you have and you push them forward. Like for example, the fact that African immigrants are 26% more likely to have a bachelor's degree mm -hmm. than the 19% of African Americans that are here that actually don't have a bachelor's degree. So it's 19% for regular African-Americans that are based here, and then 26% for immigrants. That's a fact. Okay, like, there's a problem with that. Like, why can't we be at the same thing? Totally get it. But then also, when you look at it from an immigrant standpoint, you there's African immigrants are about 10,000 more likely in a median for a household than your average African-American household, which is about $33,000. Right. So there are facts there that support what ADOS is doing, but the fact of the division that is at the core of their organization there, that's the problem. It's right. not like the whole reparations thing. I think 90% of African-Americans at this point would be like, yes, I'm totally here for reparations. Mm -hmm, like I absolutely. want reparations. And I think that's totally something that's there. But the fact that ADOS in its entirety is now bullying people out of that reparations conversation that has been happening since the abolition of slavery back in the day when people were like, oh, slavery is not, slavery ended, but now mm -hmm. it's changed faces. It's also been a fight that's been held by many people and many organizations. Most of them, actually all of them African-American led, but ADOS is bullying the conversation to say that they're the center point and they're the only people that are really fighting for reparations is a problem. That's no, where the division comes in. And that's where it's like, oh, you guys are not here for the joint and assimilation of the Black community. It's here to devise us and really make us a division and not really here to bring us together, which is the problem. And it's a problem for me, you know, because um, even when I was in, in those, like, conversations, a lot of Africans were like, yo, I've been marching for Black Lives Matter movement because I'm Black, right? Like, I'm fighting for all of us, you know? So, like, you saying that, okay, only Africans are this and that, like, how can you try to take us out of the picture and then say that we, you know, say that, I guess, like, we, trying to take us out of the picture and then just say that we are less than because of our experience when we are out, out here trying to fight for the same respect, trying to, you know, and help in the fight of, like, justice, um, I said justice, injustice, you know, fighting <laughs> against injustice, um, my bad, sorry, fighting against injustice, um, like, how can you, you say that, and some of the, I mean, the thing about it is they always go back in circles, like, uh, Darren said that we are buffers, Yvette Cornell actually said that we are buffers as well, yep. um, which is fine, actually, well, we are which is really funny, actually, now that you bring it up, so Yvette Cornell, she's actually associated with the, uh, what's it called, Progressive for Immigration Reform, which is actually anti-immigration. Yeah, which is so weird. Like, which bro, is crazy because like then Yvette Carnell is always like, oh yeah, like you guys can join the movement, but like you are there to help push us forward, but not there to like overtake the light. But then you're part of the organization that's trying to stop immigration of all people into this country, which are seeking freedom, asylum, and many things of the sort from their country that they're immigrating from to get a better opportunity here in America. And they look just like us and people like, 
Roland Martin, who has gone toe for toe with the Ados mm-hmm. group. Um, and they say, like, nope, sorry, like, you can't do it because he has a Haitian descendant and yes, his lineage. Yes, yeah. And it all comes back down to the lineage. But sorry lineage, to yeah. break it to you people, when people look at us, they see the color of my skin. I am black. You That's are black. I'm I'm like, they I'm don't care that you have a Haitian lineage. Sorry right. about the Haitian lineage that you have, but that Haitian lineage was not something that I was accustomed to, like, change or anything. Sorry, like, we all technically come from Africa. And when Eidos and their core is saying that, nope, sorry, our existence begins once we land it here in America, that's dehumanizing to everything that the slaves went through. And it's not taking us back to our true heritage, which ends up in Africa. So technically, we're all immigrants at this point. So if we're going to make that argument, then we need to be correct and state it with facts. Because we're not stating the entire fact and we're dehumanizing the fact that those people that were here when they first came here on the slave ships were humans as well too. Your civilization not just start once they landed here right, and all of a exactly. sudden they started to sleep with um, sorry for the most part it was Caucasian people that were raping the slaves at that time of point. So everyone in this part that has been born at this point has some type of non-African American lineage in their lineage. So none of us are truly here from shade America. Exactly. And the thing about it too is like wouldn't you want to like take back that power and say, you know what, you may have brought my ancestors here, but like, I'm going to find out where I come from and take back my power learn about my people. And, you know, like, let's stand all together and work together. And I mean, you spoke so beautifully. They said, speak on it, JJ. I mean, I can't even, I can't even say <laughs> nothing you. else because like, you literally explained it like literally so beautifully. And I guess like for me, the next question that I want to ask you is, is what does reparations mean for you? Like, are you looking for reparations as um, an African-American? Are you truly looking for reparations? Do you wake up every day and say, damn, I'm, wait- I'm going to get that reparations tomorrow, one way or another? <laughs> I hate you because I'm you dirty. know my I'm answer. Dirty. Dirty. I hate I'm you. Sorry. You are so stupid. I hate you. But anywho, um, to get back to this reparations conversation, which is the heat of everything, Yes. Do we deserve reparations as people? Yes, we do. For everything that we have been through, yes. Do I really care if we get them? No. Am I happy if it does happen? Yes. Is that a first step into the healing process for some people? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I think what a lot of people don't seem to realize is that it goes beyond the reparations. There is something that's called making it right. Now, we all mm-hmm. understand what making our rights mean. So to every single person that's different, and I'm never going to diminish someone for saying that, oh, like me getting some money for that, like that will make something right. But that's not the end all be all of the conversation. And I think that's where it gets lost. Reparations means more than just the monetary value. It's about mm-hmm. making laws and really going back to the core foundation of what we were founded upon and really making that right. So for us, as African-Americans in this world that we live in and in the United States, what we need to be fighting for is really going back to the Constitution and really Mm. rewriting a new Constitution that Mm. starts off with us being a full Mm. human being. We are not three-quarters of a person. We Mm. are not property. We are not to be owned. We are not to be sold. I am not here to work for somebody. I'm here to work beside somebody. So when we think about reparations, to me, 
It is meaning that we are righting the wrongs, but then we are going back to our foundation and we're starting a new foundation and we're starting from the beginning because right now there is a problem with the beginning and that's where if we try and do these little patches and we patch here, we patch there, it's only going to hold for so long before something else happens and then we're unhappy again. We're dissatisfied again. There's something else that's wrong. There's something else that's not being paid for it. So for me, we need to think beyond monetary and think, let's go back to where we all started. Let's go back to the constitution of which this America was founded on and really think about how we can sit up here and come together as people of this new world and this new millennium. And if we're starting a new century, then we need to sit down as a collective group and write it to where every single person that is mm-hmm. sitting at the table and that lives here is a part of it. There is Amen. no one that's Ooh. saying that, like, you are an immigrant here, you're an immigrant there. Honey, we're all immigrants. So what else okay. do you want to talk about? Amen. Let's get Amen. it together and let's move beyond Amen. it. Because right now, color is something that's dividing us, but it should be something that's uniting us. The right. color of my skin and the melanation that I have that comes through when the sun hits me should not be a threat to you. And okay. it's a threat to you right now. And that's the problem. The fact that you see me as a threat because you don't understand my struggle and you don't see it, that's a problem. For everyone, it comes down to understanding. Once we understand what we don't know, then we can start to move forward. And like I said, come back and make it form a new foundation. Because right now, our foundation is completely fucked up. And you can't build a house on a fucked up foundation. If you were a builder, a contractor, or know anything about building, then mm-hmm. our fucking foundation right now is rocky. It's soil is all overturned. It, 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 and girl, we dirty. can't build. It's dirty things that I feel like they should be fighting for before reparations because you're right like I could get the money first but like what is that gonna do when technically you guys have me written in as property three-fourths of a person like that shit like let's rewrite that history and then get to talk about money you know what I'm saying what is your cash app I need to send you an offer. Well, please oh, stop Shadi <laughs> but no because let me then... find out Y'all are a mess, but no, literally, but you did, no, but for you did me, see some positive truths. Like, I, I don't feel like I've never walked around and felt like, oh my god, JJ, you're like a threat to me. Like, and I don't think you've ever walked around and said, I'm a threat to you because of my lineage. Like, no, unless you have, and that's you the crazy me, part. You need to let me know right now. Well, girl, you're always a threat to me because you're just a bad bitch, and I'm always, oh, I live, I okay. live for bad bitches, okay, but like, flips here, but um. Literally, the part that I think that a lot of people in the ADOS group is really preying on is the trauma that we have inherently had as African-Americans and from the suffering that we have. And so for us, all these images and the constant killing and the constant people being detained, us being worried about going to jail, people being shipped over in boats, all these images are ingrained in our head. Mm -hmm. And even though our history that we're being taught in school is not our full history, it's the history that's ingrained in our brain. And it's causing us this trauma that is so deep rooted in our heritage that we don't even know from like our parents and things that has been passed on to us. And it's generational traumas that are constantly building up. And like, it's really coming to a head with the generation that's here today because like we're no longer dealing with it and so actually we're dealing with it and it's like on a giant scale and like what you're seeing from like the outlash and things of that sort is people finally being like not being able to deal with it and for us we live in such a socially conscious environment right now that we really need to start thinking about 
how do I deal with the psyche that is ingrained in me that has been passed on from generation to generation so that I can stop that and then really start to get to the root cause of the problem and really start to think about how can I make changes that affect something greater than me and myself? Because I think a big part of generation, whatever the hell generation this is, generation millennials or X, Y, or Z, whatever. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is I think about me. It's I think about what's going to help me in the long run, what's going to help my people right now. But you're not thinking about the people that are coming after you. Mm -hmm. And our ancestors before us back in the 60s and 70s, they were thinking about the generation that was to come and not just what's going to happen for me right now. It's what are my children's children going to wake up Mm -hmm. to? How are they going to live in the world? And how can I make it better for them? And so this reparations thing, it'd be great for us right now, but how is that going to help the generations that come after Mm. us that have to pick up where we left off at? How am I making it better for the next few generations? Or how am I restarting the society to where they don't have to face some of the same exact things that we faced back in the Mm 60s and 70s that has a new face, that just changed its face, but it's the same exact thing if you look at it at its core, it's the same exact thing that they were facing in the 60s and 70s that they were trying to disseminate and change. But how do I change that for the people in the future? And we need to stop thinking like the reparations thing. That's why I'm so over the conversation. It's because it's focused around me right now. And it's not thinking ahead. And we're not planning Mm. ahead, which is the problem for us in the African-American community as a whole. We don't plan ahead. If you look at other communities, they plan Mm. ahead when it comes to generational wealth and it comes to planting the seeds for the children that's to come after them. How am I setting up my children's children so that they will never have to work? But like for us, we don't think like that. It's like, oh, let me get my money right now. Let me do it right now. Let me get it. Let me hustle. Let me do this. I'm in my bag, but I'm in his too. But girl, what about the bags for the people that are coming after you, okay? Talk Mm. about that. Let's talk about, oh, baby, you just, baby, somebody, what's your cash up, baby? Because they about to, they about to start throwing (laughs) them dollars at you. You know what? And you know what? Sorry, girl, this conversation to me has just, it just woke up something that was completely different for me. And it made me start thinking about a lot of things. And Mm. that is what I loved about our conversation last week. It made me think. And when something challenges you to think even harder, like it pushes you even further. And I think it was a great conversation because of that, because it challenges everyone to think. And it challenged me to think in a different way as well, too, because for me, it was always like, okay, like reparations, like I never liked it any damn ways, because like, girl, what the money gonna do for me right now? Ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. um, How do we continue to evolve our thinking, but also be inclusive as well, too? You know, you need to just take over. You need to take over the show because I think that Cody and me, I don't even know what to say next. You know, you already, you know, took over, baby. <laughs> You're like, you want to talk to my You, you spoke some deep words, no, but I mean, even like, like you said, like even like when you see like fellow black people like move on up, right? It's nobody ever wants to help each other. Like, you know, how you give me the tips to like get where you, you know, got. Like one of the examples is all these like girl mm-hmm. bosses, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or these like black social media managers. Some of them have been mm-hmm. called out because they don't truly share how they got to where they got to. All they're sharing is like, all they care about is me, me, me. But like, when I think about what the things that I'm doing now, like me personally, like I'm thinking about my kids because that's how my parents thought, right? When my parents mm-hmm. went into their investments, my dad always said, I want you guys to have these things so when we're gone, you know, we can pass this on to you and then, you know, you can do what you want with it after, you know, mm-hmm. make some money or whatever, you know. But you, you're so right. Like, I didn't even think about that. And also, too, that was, like, my next question. Like, 
is well i guess you you kind of answered it if <laughs> reparations was really going to help anyone out but you i mean you answer that because you can give me the money but if i don't know what to do with the money then like what good is it you know what i'm saying if all exactly. i know how to do is go shopping um then what good am i um what good is it to me like i was listening to this podcast called earn your leisure and i really love that podcast it's a business podcast and there's this guy his name is he's a wall street trapper that's what he calls himself um but wall street trapper to, okay he, he he used to be in the hood and he used to trap but he trapped a different way, but, you know, one thing, I was listening to the podcast this week, and he was saying um, he was going to invest money into some people, right? He was just going to give them money, $1,000 each, and then he was like, no, wait, hold on. Actually, I'm going to give you, I'm going to invest money into this university. There's, like, a course, because he was like, if I give you each these thousand dollars you guys are just gonna blow the money because you're not gonna know what to do with it and you know knowledge is power and knowledge is really what's gonna take you to the next level and he was like that's what i believe in and he was like i want all my people to win so for you to bring that up it just it just reminded me and you girl know, don't make me get biblical on you honey because you know when it goes back to the good old bible because you know i believe in jesus yeah um and when it goes back to the good old bible and there's this old tale that goes if you teach a man, if I give you fish, like you'll be like you'll be good. But if I teach you how to fish, like you'll never starve again. Mm. And so it goes back to like that quote, and that's how I like you have to think about things. Is I can give you immediate gratification, but if I teach you how to do it, then you'll have a skill that will take you even yeah, further than where you are right now. Right. And so for me, it's always not about like I am never ever going to knock someone or not give someone the tools on how to be successful mm -hmm. because your success is going to be different than my success. Right. And it takes me back to like what God has for me that no man take away. And no, no man, man can that. That's right. And, and that's so what, my, what my blessings are for me, like it doesn't matter. Like if you can try and do the same thing and I can give you the blueprint, but you cannot do what I can you do because do you weren't blessed did, right. with what I was blessed with. So like you I'm guys, never going to yeah. worry about you being a threat to me because you're right. never going to be a threat to me because we're in two separate lanes, honey. The right. only thing that I'm worried about is being better than I am right now. You should be worried about being better than you are and getting to where you need to go because my path is completely different from yours. And we right. may cross paths, but guess what? I'm never going to knock you to try and be on top of you because guess what? My inheritance and what God has for me will already push me ahead to where I need okay. to be. And I will walk through doors that God wants me to be. And where a door, door closes, God will open up another. If he doesn't open up a door, girl, I'll jump out the window because he's going to open up a window for me, okay? So you okay. ain't got to worry about me. Okay, say that again. No, and that's so true. And when you're walking in your purpose, you're not worried about what the next person is doing, right? Because you're walking mm -hmm. in your lane. So you're not worried what John is doing, what Mary's doing, what... Um, flowers doing you're not worried about none of that because when you're walking your purpose all you see is you all you see is your end goal you know what i'm saying so when yeah. you start to realize you're you're getting jealous of people and you're you're getting jealous of how far they're getting then you need to come back and check yourself and be like am i truly working in my purpose because if i was working in my purpose if i was walking in it if i'm doing the things and i'm telling myself that i'm allowing god to move me and lead me mm -hmm. then i'm not worried about what jj is doing I'm not even thinking about what Period. JJ's doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for his success. If I see he, he's making $30 million, baby, I'm inspired to make $30 million because yes, I know what girl. God can do and he can open those doors. And, and you know, people block out some of their blessings trying to worry about the They, they sure them, okay? do. They sure and do. so, like, you never know, like, if I ever become, like, a billionaire, you never know. I may be like, hey, Prissy, here's 500 
take this and go prosper over there, girl, because right. I believe in you. And so a lot of people block out their blessings by trying to be envious of other people right. and trying to block somebody else's blessings when really you just blocking your own because you just shut your own shit down, okay? So you need okay. to stay in your own lane, focus on you, and not worry about me over here, okay? Okay, mm. all right. And don't let that, and that's on period. And I, I think that's how and that's on period. You, because you have been speaking the truth. No, like, I mean, honestly, like, when you walk oh, in my faith and you and you really say, I'm trusting God and I believe in God and God is pushing me, but you know what? Your attitude is a completely different way. Your mindset is a completely different way. Then God is not really in your life. Like, you're just talking that talk. And that's when we talk about genuine energy, right? Somebody can yep. smile in your face. They can, oh my God, Crystal, I love you. But you can feel that energy is not natural. You know what I'm saying? Because they're just putting on a facade, you know, yep. to, you know, try to, you know, put on what they want us to see, right? But so if you're Agreed. constantly saying, I trust God, God's going to lead me. But you're sitting there and I'm jealous of my friend or I'm jealous of like my coworker or whatever, then you don't trust God. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't trust your own plan. You don't trust the things that are coming out of your mind. And like you said, even if me and you are working on a nail business to like separately, you have your own special powers. I have my own personality. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know what can take you far, you know? So, I mean, I'm just, like, thankful for people like you that I know you have such amazing energy. You yes, gonna go girl. far. Like, what we say, 2020, we're going to be prosperous. 2021, it will be prosperous. Oh, I saw it. I said 2020. Actually, no, say 2022, honey, because 2020 is still not over. We still have a whole yeah, rest of, like, two and a half weeks. Yes, 2021 is going to be a really prosperous year. And if you if you truly are walking by faith, faith is the, the things unseen. And I know we kind of, like, getting off topic, but that's truly walking what faith Walking by faith is. and not by you know sight, what I'm saying? When it seems like every single door has closed in your face, when it seems like every day you wake up and shit is going bad, you are just having faith that God got your back. And no matter yes. what you are seeing and no matter what is going on, there are brighter days on the other side. Come on, church. Um, yes. So, preach, preacher. You know, I'm, you know I got preacher's blood in me, y'all. Hey, come I'm on, preacher. <laughs> I'm about to say, come on, the preacher. The preacher coming out tonight, honey. Come through. You know, you know, this little something. Words to us. You know, you helped me think. And like you said, one of the important things about having people on this show and bringing different people on and, you know, people getting excited to come on every single week is the fact that we're learning from people. There are times I come on here, like, even right now, I'm like, damn, even half these questions, I can't really ask you because you already answered half the questions. So now, like, oh, I'm thanks, sorry. And you're allowing me <laughs> to learn. Um, and Darren allowed us to learn, right? Because I yep. went into these Eidos rooms. I wanted to learn. I wanted to see, okay, is it just him or is it these group of people? And mm -hmm. Darren... Darren, the way he thinks is exactly how he thinks. That's it. That's got them talking you know? points. But yeah. he had everyone talking. He had everyone talking, you know? And so we thank him for coming on here and getting everyone mm -hmm. talking, even though, you know what, they chewed him up like a like a damn taffy bar, but he did his damn thing. So I just want to say thank you for coming on here. We're going to have Steady no on next. Yes, um, let me leave you with one good thing, though. Okay. Um, and my mommy always tells me this, and I take it to heart all the time. She says, if you are the smartest person in your group, then there is something wrong. You should always have someone that is smarter than you, that is bigger mm. than you, that is doing more than you to help yes. push you and move you along the way yes. because you never want to be the smallest person in the group because then, honey, your circle is way too small and it needs oh. to be bigger because no one That's is pushing you, you nor know? challenging you, okay? Amen. Amen. That's how I always give a shout out to Mary, you know what I'm saying? Because, oh, Lord, there was some dark times, boy, when I was making no coins and she said, baby... She said, just uh, just apply, just just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's so good when it comes to, like, just, like, she just, like, motivates me to, like, do better. I always call her my classy friend because she really is a classy friend. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it really about Mary. Too, like, I, you, I always give her a shout-out because 
those early times when I really like did not know what I was gonna do after college she really like pushed me she was like look Priscilla just just apply to whatever you want whatever you feel yeah. like you can do like she was like I'll take they're gonna say no but God gonna say yes okay so yes. she 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 pushes me like there's sometimes I'm like damn I'm like and I'm like no I gotta keep going I gotta keep going so yes honey to reparations and what we spoke about last week as a child who is um and a child of immigrants, I absolutely 100% believe that African Americans are due reparations. But one thing that I also thought about also was the fact that if the United States has not acknowledged the hurt that they have done to Native Americans, and the way that they treat them, even today, I don't see she said she in her branch. <laughs> I don't see them being open to